everyone, and welcome back to our Golden Twenties. My name is Tegan, and I'm joined with Sadie. And today we are going to talk about making the most of your college slash university experience because we know a lot of people in their 20s, this is the time when you're getting ready to go to school. But before mm-hmm. we dive into that, we wanted to kind of go over our goals that we set for the month of August because it's August 31st, the month is over, and maybe give some life updates. So, yeah. Sadie, did you want to maybe go over what your goals for August were and how they came along this month? Yeah, 100%. So, my biggest goal for the whole year, actually, um, but it turned into a monthly goal for August, was to get a pet. And I know I already mentioned this in a past episode, but if you guys don't know, I finally got a cat and I am just so happy with her. She's just so sweet. And I've had her now in my apartment for three weeks at the time we're recording this. So we're like, you know, situated for the most part. Like she's still like kind of shy, but when it's just me home, which it is 90% of the time, she like comes <laughs> out, she likes to like, she just can't get enough love. She just wants me constantly petting her. She wants mm-hmm. to constantly hang out with me. But usually through the day, I mean, it's also been extremely hot in Toronto and I don't have air conditioning. So she's usually like sprawled out on the floor laying somewhere <laughs> and like mm-hmm. napping most of the day. But besides that, it has been so great. And Just, I don't know. I just think of like the whole reason I wanted a cat. Here I go to get like deep and personal, but I wanted a cat (laughs) just to like really like help teach me like love and just like somebody here that I can like love and like care for outside of just myself. Mm -hmm. And this cat literally, like I said, just can't get enough love. So I just like look Mm -hmm. at her and I'm like, girl, you are literally the cat for me. And like you are serving the exact purpose (laughs) of like why I wanted a pet in the first place. But she's also, like, pushing my limits a little bit and, like, you know, how cats are. They're very stubborn and independent and just, like, push your buttons sometimes. So I'm, like, you're also teaching me patience. You are, you know, teaching me to get out of my ways. So I'm, like, everything is just falling into place. And I am very happy with her. So her name is Cleo. I guess I didn't say that. But big yearly goal, actually, checked off the list. So Mm -hmm. I'm feeling accomplished. That's good. Yeah. Part of my August goals was also like to declutter my apartment because I just have so Mm -hmm. much like random junk that I've been wanting to get rid of, but continuously put off. So when I got a cat, my mom... (laughs) But if my mom's listening to this, she's probably like, oh my God, this girl bought so much shit for her cat because I did. (laughs) I literally picked out this cat and then I was like, hey mom, let's go to every single store in like the Muskoka area that sells (laughs) pet stuff. And I just like loaded up the car. So I had so much stuff for my cat and I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. now I actually have to go through and declutter my apartment and get rid of all this stuff I've been meaning to get rid of for months. So Mm -hmm. I've been like on a mission to organize my stuff in my office, in my spare room, which is kind of where Cleo has taken over so I have like Mm -hmm. things selling on Kijiji and Facebook marketplace and I'm just like buying organizing bins and I'm just getting my life together but it's also (laughs) kind of that like season for that you know like I feel like 
back to school and like mm-hmm. September is like a key like organizing time and like reestablishing your routine and like your space, changing it up seasonally for fall. So I'm just really leaning into that. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's all awesome. kind of on the cat front. Yeah. What were some of your August goals, Tag, and how did you make out? My main goal, I think I mentioned on the podcast, was that I wanted to try and eat a little cleaner, mainly by cutting carbs, just because that's something that I do sometimes that makes me feel better. And so I've done a full month with very little carbs, and it's been great. I like fit into all of my before pandemic clothes and I've had people mention to me that I've like look better look healthier so that's been a big success so now I'm gonna start bringing carbs back into my diet like I'm not the type of person who likes to just be on a strict diet like all the time Mm -hmm. because it's just I like to switch up everything I do in my life so it's something that I'm probably gonna change maybe work towards exercising more in the month of September. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, if you exercise more, you need to eat a lot more, something like that. But I'm pretty happy with my goal. And then another thing I wanted to bring up was that this was actually a goal I had set for myself for the month of September. And then because of random stuff out of my control, my timeline got moved up, but I wanted in September to buy a car. And Mm. my husband and I, we had like been obviously talking and planning about this for a while. And I've had the money set aside since I want to say January. Um, But he was unemployed. So we were kind of like, okay, when both of us get a job, we're going to buy a car finally. Very responsible. Yeah, exactly. But then our friend lent us her car for a couple of months and she was supposed to be away until September, hence the that date but then she ended up coming home early so we were like you know what let's do it let's get a car and so it was literally like I think a week of searching and we've bought a car it's being dropped off at our house tonight and it's just a cute little baby Mazda that's worth literally nothing like our insurance (laughs) it's like no collision coverage no nothing so we're like if we crash this car like It's cheaper to buy a new car than to fix anything. So it's just going to be perfect because we both work from home. It's just for like running to the mall or running to get a last minute grocery thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that goal was achieved early. Yeah, congrats. That's like such a adulting thing. Like, look Mm -hmm. at us getting pets, buying cars. (laughs) Who are we? That's what your 20s are all about. Yeah, I guess so. That's so exciting. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, my first car that yeah. I've bought. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And, like, honestly, it is a game changer. Like, mm-hmm. that's next on my list is to get my driver's license because I'm, like, yeah, sure, I'm 25 and I have my own pet, but I don't know how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, in some ways, I'm still, like, 16 years old, but it is definitely, like, a game changer. Like, my friends who have cars mm-hmm. are, like – I don't know how I ever lived without a car. Like, you know, like it's just so much more, I guess, convenient in some ways. I will argue in other ways it's not more convenient, even though people try Mm. to tell me it is and it is like expensive (laughs) and whatnot. But it's like Mm -hmm. so nice to have at your disposal, especially for you where your family lives out of the city. You know, you're close with Mm -hmm. your family. So it just like makes it much more like 
easy, I guess, to get around yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, like, and when yeah. you're living downtown, like we used to live downtown and like yeah. we could walk everywhere. Like I could walk to the mall. I could walk to Winners. I could walk to the grocery store. Whereas now <laughs> the, the place that we live is a little bit further out of downtown. And it's like, I don't have that option. So it's either it takes me an hour and a half to get places or I have to Uber. And then that cost yeah. adds up. Like it's, yeah. I think depending on your living situation can be logical, yeah. but like if you're living downtown, like New York city or wherever, you probably don't need a car. In fact, a car is yeah. probably a huge pain in the butt, but yeah. Yeah. 100%. Amazing. Yeah. I love that. I feel like this was a good way to like start like well I guess wrap up a month like wrapping up August mm -hmm. and then feel like now that we've achieved some goals and hopefully you as a listener are also working on your goals plugging away mm -hmm. like day by day and then we can enter into a new month feeling accomplished and ready to set out in on some new goals I guess mm -hmm. yeah yeah on top of that I thought it would be fun to up you guys that Tegan and I have been planning Tegan's bachelorette party so Tag mm -hmm. you can definitely give us like a wedding update if you have one but sure. the bachelorette is like pretty much booked and like set in stone I'd say we're planning on going yeah. to Nashville beginning of October and it'll be really really fun I feel like our RSVPs and like who all is coming is still the only thing like up in the air, mm -hmm. but we have our hotels booked, our flights are booked. Today I just got like our decorations in the mail and like everything mm. is falling into place and it just feels so good. <laughs> yeah. It's been like such a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like things are... I don't know. I definitely felt more hopeful about like the wedding last month, like COVID, obviously like the Delta variants going kind of crazy, but mm -hmm. I know like everyone on my guest list for my wedding and for the bachelorette is fully vaccinated at this point, which makes me feel a little bit better, especially like with traveling. The Canadian government said that we're going to have basically proof of vaccine that will allow you to fly. So I'm feeling hopeful, especially like mm -hmm. in Canada, our vaccine numbers were at, I think like 75% of the population's fully vaccinated, which is crazy and like very impressive. So I'm hopeful, but we will see. I've got, you know, like all my wedding invites went out the door. I know I talked about that in a past episode, how I still had some to do, but they're all at the door. Yeah. I've heard back from about 50% of the people. So feeling that's good. good we will yeah. see I think like if we have to adjust we'll adjust but I'm kind of just going ahead with like we're getting it done and yeah. it'll look like how it looks like and yeah. yeah and honestly you're the queen of adjusting if you guys mm -hmm. haven't heard about Tegan's wedding we have like a whole podcast episode on that from a few weeks ago so definitely go give that a listen we talk all about planning a wedding during a pandemic, which mm -hmm. a lot of people have obviously been sorting through the past like year or two years now. Um, mm -hmm. But we are hoping that this year we can have the big celebration you and your husband deserve. <laughs> and yeah. all these like yeah. little events, like the bachelorette, like we had to put that off from last year and your bridal mm -hmm. shower, like all of those were smaller things 
you know, less people, but included still groups and of course traveling. So we had Mm. to cancel all those last year, but I'm also feeling hopeful for this year as well. Yeah. I've seen people like, especially for the bachelorette, I've seen people traveling and it's like it, everything costs a little bit more and you have to plan a little more like ahead of time. But other than that, it's, you know, doable. So I'm hoping that that's still the case in October and we can go and have another like fun fall girls trip. Yes. October in Nashville. Like I can't think of anything better. Maybe October in New York, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but I just love New York. (laughs) Nashville, I think will be so great. It'll be my first time going and I'm just like so Mm -hmm. excited for like live music in general. Never mind like live music in Nashville, you know, so I think it'll be so good. And this is so nerdy, but I feel people are in the same boat (laughs) where I just love hotels. So like, Mm. I feel like now every time I travel, I basically stay in an Airbnb just because it's a lot cheaper. But the fact like Mm -hmm. we have hotels booked and they're like a hotel right downtown, like walking distance from where we'll be. It's just like, I don't know. I feel so excited. And also just like party planning. I love planning parties. I used to have people over a lot and just like, I loved like planning food you know creating playlists like whatever it was Mm -hmm. and I haven't been able to do that for like a year and a half so I'm just like okay tag let's plan everything like you guys actually would have like cringed because last week tag and I got together to plan the bachelorette and I literally we went for (laughs) dinner in a public place and I sat down with my notebook (laughs) my agenda I was like okay I'm ready to plan but I just Mm -hmm. love it so much and I feel like we've been really productive ever since that planning session so Mm -hmm. it was useful but so good I'm just feeling so hopeful Yeah, me too. I'm sure like no matter what happens, we will make something work. Exactly. It'll be fun. So yes, 100%. And obviously on this note, as a listener, like if you're planning on traveling, like definitely look it up. Mm -hmm. Don't like I feel like I've made this mistake just being like, oh, this person traveled, it must be easy to travel to the States right now from Canada. But like, make sure you're googling and like, reading Mm -hmm. airlines like websites and stuff because there are certain like COVID tests you need to take to get into the U.S. and then certain ones you have to take to get back into Canada. So make sure you look this up, do your own research. Don't just rely Mm -hmm. on, you know, things that you hear in podcasts or things that you see on Instagram. (laughs) Do your own research so that you can travel safely if you are also planning to travel. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, I think that's it for the life updates. Mm -hmm. So we can transition into back to school talk. So this episode is live August 31st. And right after this will be like the Labor Day long weekend. And then everyone should be back to school. If you're not back to school already in August, I know like some schools go back early, but Mm -hmm. we thought it would be great to do one last back to school episode talking all about our college and university experience. We've been graduated for a few years now, but let's just take a trip down memory lane, you know, reflect (laughs) on that time in our lives, what we learned, and then we can also share with you guys what we learned. So if you're in school or if you just want to relive your college experience with us, that is totally fine. But we can definitely just share some tips and advice we have on how to make the most out of your college or university experience. The first thing I would say, which is something I mentioned in previous podcasts, is 
kind of look on Facebook and those kinds of places for groups and reach out to people before you get to school. Yeah. Because literally, like, my first week, my lifeline was the friends that I had made on Facebook. Mine too. Yeah, I had a friend that I had met on Facebook and she came into my room and she was like crying because this was her first time leaving her family. And we like made tea and like just chatted it out and we're like still friends. Like I met my husband in the Facebook group and it's just like these people because these people are in the exact same situation as you and everyone's looking out for each other. Like I remember my first week is one of my friends that I made on Facebook. He was like, oh, have you done that assignment that's due tonight? And I was like, what assignment? What are you talking about? And he was like, oh, it was put in our online portal. And I was like, I didn't even know we had an online portal. (laughs) It's like, I would have failed this assignment if he hadn't been like randomly chatting to me about it. So even though it seems like not even school related, like social related, it can help your school because like it helped me. And I think it makes a big difference in your first year of school. Totally. And I think that's the biggest thing. If it's, you know, starting a new school or starting a new job is just wanting Mm -hmm. to connect with people and wanting to fit in and not feeling like you're in this alone. So I think that is the biggest thing. And like, obviously, the more you like kind of talk to people ahead of time, when you just show up, it feels like you already know these people. And like, They Mm -hmm. are, like, comforting when you're, like, saying goodbye to your family if it's, like, your first time living on your own or something like that. So I definitely think that is a really great tip. And I think I mentioned, too, that in a past episode that I met my roommate through, like, a roommate portal. And I just wanted to also say that if you have the chance to move out and, like, if you – can live on campus, I like 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. recommend you do. And if you have Mm -hmm. an option to live with a roommate, like it it definitely is a gamble if you'll get along with that person or not. And if you'll like actually successfully live together, I feel like since I had a positive experience, I'm saying I would recommend that to everybody, but I know not everyone does have a positive experience or maybe can't afford to live in residence, but I just think it really helps, especially like we're saying, like having people to like lean on and figure things out with like my roommate and I figured everything out together. Like I also, as soon as my parents left, I started crying because I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Like, (laughs) like you're saying I was that friend that you had tag where I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I can do this on my own. Like I've never done this. Mm -hmm. This is a new school. This is a new city. These are all new people. Like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So first of all, it's okay if you're homesick and you're scared. And I feel like that feeling, obviously it wasn't like super intense, but I had that feeling for like the first few months of school because it was all just Mm -hmm. so different. So if you're also feeling nervous, no, that is totally normal. But definitely like lean on your roommates, you know, like be open with them because like you said, they're Mm -hmm. going through probably the same thing you're going through. And I think that was my favorite part of having a roommate was just somebody there to have all those firsts with. And, you know, it's kind of Mm -hmm. like that built-in friend on your first day because both of you probably don't know anybody. So you can go to like events at campus or like events in your residence building together and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like a buddy system (laughs) I loved living on campus as well like I didn't have a roommate but I didn't want one 
And I don't mm. know, this is my theory in my head, which is probably stupid, but it's because I have brothers. So I was like, I just don't want a girl in my space all okay. the time because I don't know how to like <laughs> interact in that way. So I was like, I need to have like my own space and my own area. I don't know. That's my own theory. But yeah. anyways, and being on campus, I just think is a perfect middle ground between living at home and completely moving out because like yeah. for me personally, I had a meal plan. So I was still in charge of like doing my laundry and keeping my room clean, but I wasn't also then trying to figure out how to grocery shop and make all my meals mm -hmm. while still trying to focus on school. Yeah. And I also found it a lot easier to do schoolwork because you're just surrounded by people who are also doing schoolwork, you're super close to the library, you're super close if you want to go meet with your profs. Like mm -hmm. I would always go to my profs office hours because I'm a huge nerd. And mm -hmm. like if you're living off campus, it becomes like a full ordeal where if yeah. you are living in residence, you can just like go down the hall and chat to them. So yeah, I also recommend that. Yeah. And since it's such a big ordeal when you do live off campus, you're less likely to actually like engage and you're less likely to actually yeah. like participate and do stuff. And I totally understand like living on campus is a big expense, but there is financial aid. Like if you are an Ontario citizen, then obviously mm -hmm. like apply for OSAP and whatnot. Like my family like my parents did not pay for school. It was all OSAP that paid for my schooling. Obviously mm -hmm. I had to pay a lot of that back, which wasn't so fun once I did graduate, <laughs> but it was 100% worth it because I feel like I had mm -hmm. such a great experience because I lived on campus. You just like mm -hmm. immerse yourself in the culture of the school. You immerse yourself in experiences and you definitely get to meet new people 100%. Yeah, I feel like it's just so much like, fun and it feels yeah. like less pressure because it's like you have your little room and it's not that hard to take care of and you can go mm -hmm. out and have little like campus adventures with your new friends without yeah. the stake of then figuring out how you're going to get to your house and making sure you have like x y and z figured out yeah. not to mention like you have older students who are there as you know to make sure things are going well and that mm -hmm. you can ask for help if you need exactly so yeah yeah, 100%. And I think like my biggest piece of advice is to participate and to be open mm -hmm. to those new experiences. Like I feel like I would cringe at the people who had like a lot of school spirit and I would like kind of <laughs> cringe at those older students who would just like be, you know, the RAs for years and years. Like I was like, come on guys, yeah. like there must be more to your life than just school. But at the same time, the more you lean into it, the better experience you have. And mm. I think like going to, like we said, those campus events or residence events, like I remember my floor in my residence building would have events in like just for our floor in our lounge on our mm. floor. So I don't know if that's right. like normal, but that was a lot of fun, a really great way to meet, you know, your neighbors even, or just like mm -hmm. other people. My school, the floors were like, by program kind of so since my roommate okay. was in aviation we lived on the aviation floor however hmm. basically all my friends in the fashion program all lived on the ninth floor which was the fashion floor so it was hmm. also like a way to meet like other people in your class I don't know if that's normal or like 
I don't know if a lot of schools do that, but I just thought it was like mm-hmm. a really great way to meet people, especially like like-minded people. I feel that can be overwhelming. It's like finding common ground with total strangers, you know, and not knowing mm-hmm. what you bond over, but how they grouped us. Not me because I was on the aviation floor and I know nothing about airplanes, <laughs> <laughs> but for my roommate, you know, it was a great experience because mm-hmm. she just instantly bonded with people over their shared love for aviation. And I bonded with people for having no idea what aviation was all about, but yeah. you know, like they could tell me about it or whatever. So I think, yeah, just participating in those events. Another fun thing I loved about my college was I feel like it was fairly often they had drag shows in like our Hmm. campus, like rec center. I don't know what it was called now, but those drag shows were the best. That was the first time I ever saw Brooklyn (laughs) Heights. Like she came to Hmm. my school before like she was, you know, Brooklyn Heights. And it was just like so fun and just like... (laughs) such a great way to meet people but there was obviously Mm. other events too like they would have like sometimes they'd have like little markets popped up in there you know so you could like go around and do like a little bit of shopping or whatever it was it was just like Mm -hmm. a good way to get out and people are always so friendly and I feel like pretty outgoing at those sorts of things so even if you yourself aren't outgoing you're sure like surely bound to have a social interaction of some sort at some sort of event Mm. like that. One other thing is that you should be mindful to be balancing the like fun social part of going to school with like the actual doing schoolwork. I feel like this is (laughs) like a hold that a lot of people fall into. Like I saw a lot of people on my floor and like a lot of my friends because it is like full freedom. I remember Mm -hmm. like my first couple weeks where I'm like, I can just like leave at four in the morning and walk around if I wanted to. Like there's Mm -hmm. no rules that I can just do that. But then it's like you clue in that, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that because then I'll be so tired the next morning that I can't go to class. Yeah. So it's definitely hard, but important to keep in mind, like why you're actually there and making sure that you are like getting your stuff done at on time and if you're like struggling with classes like turn it into a social thing like I would have like Mm -hmm. study parties with some of my friends who were in the same classes or we would all go to like the calf together my cafeteria had like these big like couches like the friends couch in uh, Mm. the cafe and we would literally sit on that couch like the friends and friends for hours and like we would not let anyone else sit on our couch we would just be like surrounded by coffee and like candies And we would just do our own schoolwork, but like hanging out with each other and talking and, you know, like it doesn't have to be like you either have your head down and you're focused on school and that's all you can do or you're a party animal. Like you kind Mm -hmm. of have to toe the line and, you know, make friends, have fun and still get the credits that you are paying money for. 100%. I feel like I struggled with that balance at first like when I Mm -hmm. moved into my residence I moved in a week early so I participated in frosh week and in frosh week like I had met a group of girls through the Facebook group like you were saying tag Mm -hmm. and on my first day at residence um we all met up and then one girl had talked to somebody else in the Facebook group and knew of the party that was happening and all of a sudden I found that I was in with the party girls And I didn't Mm. want to, like, 
totally nabbed that in the butt because I was like, I'm having a lot of fun. Like, this is great. But yeah. at the same time, I knew like these probably aren't like the friends that I'm going to keep forever kind of thing. So it was mm-hmm. a lot of like enjoying myself. But of course, Frosh Week just kind of spiraled into the semester as well. And I felt like I became a party girl and that's how like people saw me kind of thing. This was, again, just for the first semester. It felt like it was all year, but it was really just the first (laughs) semester. And it was like literally partying like Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, and then just being super hungover Sundays. And then basically Monday, you were planning for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're planning what you're doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, (laughs) And it was just like... So much fun, but at the same time, that was my lowest GPA of all Mm -hmm. my school years and all my semesters. Like, I did go through kind of a hard time, and I want to put this out there too, that I didn't love my program at first, and I definitely Mm -hmm. considered dropping out of it because I didn't think it was what I wanted, Mm -hmm. which we can get into again in a minute, but... I wasn't enjoying the classes, so I feel like that's also why my GPA was so much lower. But come second semester of my first year, I remember my roommate and I sitting down and being like, okay, girl, this is not sustainable. (laughs) Like, we are paying a lot of money to be here. Yeah. And we're not even, like, soaking up the education side of things, you know. And, like, Mm -hmm. we're not trying our hardest. Like, both her and I were, like, really – like studious students, but we weren't Mm -hmm. putting all of our energy on that. So we weren't getting the grades that we were capable of. So luckily, Mm -hmm. like we had each other to be like, okay, like we need to like grow up a little bit. But I feel even if you're on your own without a roommate or you don't have that bond with your roommate, there will come a time where you just need to kind of evaluate what you're doing, where you're prioritizing and like if you're more mm-hmm. so prioritizing your social life or your school grades or whatever, and then you need to just make sure that's aligned with what you actually want to take away from your college experience. And mm-hmm. remember that you are paying for those courses and you definitely want to yes. be taking the most out of it. This is not just like we're saying like a free pass to just party all the time, but it yeah. is important to yeah. have fun too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love the point about having, like if you're struggling bring this up with your friends because they're probably going through the same thing. Or like, I didn't know how to do like half the stuff I needed to do for my courses. And I was like, Mm -hmm. asked my friends, this is my same friend. I'm going to give him a shout out. His name is AJ. It's the same friend who was like, (laughs) girl, that assignment is due tomorrow. They put it on the (laughs) online portal. He taught me how to copy and paste on my MacBook because I had only ever used PC. And he was like helping me type an essay and was like, I'm sorry, what did you just do? And I was like, I right clicked. And he was like, okay, we need to have like a lesson. (laughs) But it's like, if you are struggling and you're like, this course makes no sense and you have friends in that course, meet up with them and be like, hey, this doesn't make sense. Want to work on this together? Because if you're Mm -hmm. confused, I guarantee they are too. And then you can work together and help each other achieve better grades And it's just so much more enjoyable than if you're trying to like fight it out on your own. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the biggest thing is like, it feels like you're the only one going through this, like as it's a huge transitional time, but you're really not like you're amongst all the other first year students who are literally experiencing the exact same thing you are. So Mm -hmm. 100% ask for help. And yeah, 
make friends <laughs> to get through yeah. that way. Yeah. <laughs> to show you how to copy and paste. Yeah. yeah. Another thing as far as asking for help is to talk to your professors and your TAs and use yeah. their office hours. Like yes. I did this all the time because as you know, I'm a huge nerd, but like <laughs> if I was starting an essay, I would go to my prof and be like, these are the sources I want to cite for my essay. What do you think? And they'd be like, mm -hmm. okay, go to the library and check out this book, this book, this book, and make your essay more about this. And mm -hmm. like when I was in first year, I once got, I want to say like a 68 on an essay, which was a lot lower than my, like the essays I was getting in high school. And I didn't really understand some of the markings I was getting. So I brought it to my prof yeah. and I was like, I don't want a higher mark. Could you just tell me the mistakes I made so I don't make them on the next one? And exactly. then he was like, I respect that you're coming here. He like knew my name so that if I was having struggles, he would actually be able to help me because he knew I was interested and knew me. And then he did end up raising my grade, which was nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a good point. And like, that's exactly what happened to me too, where, like I said, I didn't love my program at first. And I was like, I don't know if this is for me. So I literally seeked out the program coordinator for my program and was like, hey, can we talk about this? Because I really don't feel like this is what I signed up for. And she sat me down and was like, well, what do you want to do? So we kind of walked mm. through it. And she was like, a lot of the courses that would get me to where I wanted to end up were in second and third year. So she mm -hmm. kind of explained that to me and then she just like broke it down into what to expect and like how it will eventually kind of turn into what I was looking for. But she also, similar to your professor, like helped me like kind of cater my projects and whatnot to be what I mm -hmm. wanted to take away from it. And she, you know, made me feel confident to talk to my other professors from all my classes and be like, hey, like, is there a different approach I can take to this project or, you know, working with them because mm -hmm. they want to see me succeed as much as I wanted to succeed. And I wanted this program yeah. to work out. Right. Actually, I feel like your professors probably want you to succeed more than you want yourself to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the only instance I've had at least where it's like I have somebody out somebody else, sorry, vouching for me and like rooting for mm -hmm. me. That isn't just my friends and family. You know what I mean? And I think too, I think I've mentioned this in a past episode is those, at least my professors were still connected to the industry. So my professors mm -hmm. became my first professional network and me showing up, showing that I care, showing that I want to make it work, showing that I want to get better marks or whatever it is, showed them that I have a work ethic, shows them that I have passion and that I actually care about these things. And that translated into my relationship with them in class. And then also translated into, you know, them being my reference for my first full-time job or mm -hmm. whatever it was, but it just definitely helped build that network. And I think that's another huge, huge, huge part about college and university is you're meeting friends probably for the first time, like outside of your high school friends and childhood friends. So it is definitely like a big social like revolution for you, but it is also the start of your professional career. And you want to make mm -hmm. sure even if you're drinking Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, Monday morning or Friday morning, whatever, you're showing up to all your classes and you're there to get the most out of it. And you're impressing your teachers and you are, you know, 
being a professional working woman or man or Mm. whatever in your classes because your reputation starts in college and university and you want to make sure it's a good one. Mm -hmm. Don't take 8 a.m. courses if you're not a morning person. I learned that the hard way. Yeah, I had an 8 a.m. visual merchandising course on Fridays, my first semester, and I showed oh, up to God. it, probably hung over every single week. Yeah. But I always, always, always showed up. And this was before I drank coffee. So I would show up with my peppermint tea, which by the way, oh, is God. literally my cure for everything. <laughs> and my every single week, my professor commented on it. And he, but he was also a visual merchandiser at Harrods in London, at Saks in the Bay, Mm. downtown Toronto. He was a big guy and like a big name. And I made sure that I showed up. I looked good, as good as I could anyway. (laughs) And I was attentive in his class. I sat in the front row, regardless of how hungover I was. And, you know, I feel like he probably knew I was hungover and drinking this peppermint tea because of that. But we had a good relationship. (laughs) Because I was always there. And that Mm -hmm. is the biggest thing. And actually, just while I'm talking about this guy, later in my career, I started working on a lot of photo shoots. And he was a prop stylist that I would end up working with on my photo shoot once I started working full time. So it just Mm -hmm. really goes to show, regardless of the industry, your reputation matters. And it is a small world. So people that Mm -hmm. you meet in Mm -hmm. school will definitely come up later down the line. So you don't want to burn any bridges. (laughs) Yeah, this is like the ultimate pep talk. But I also feel like I'm like, cold, hard facts. This is the truth. (laughs) Don't screw this up. (laughs) It's supposed to be more inspirational than me yelling at people. But (laughs) (laughs) still good. Oh, my goodness. So funny. And I think too, like, finding mentors is a big thing. So I think we've talked about Mm -hmm. our professors as mentors and helping us figure things out or those older students in your residence as mentors, if it's your RAs Mm -hmm. or whatever. But I think a lot of schools also have mentorship programs or buddy programs where they'll match you Mm -hmm. up with an older student in your program or another student just in the school to show you around. So if you're, you know, starting and you're not going to live on a residence or something, or you don't feel comfortable chatting with your professors, maybe chatting with another student through a mentorship program is a good option for you. So definitely check that out too. And one other thing actually on the whole, like this is the start of your professional career. I also think on top of your courses and everything you're learning in school, College and university is such a great time to start getting part-time jobs or internships Mm. in the field you want to work in. So in my case, I was connected to some opportunities through my professors or just through, you know, like a school bulletin board. But this is how I got a lot of like real world experience in quotes. And I found when Mm -hmm. I graduated, like it kind of gave me a leg up in my first full-time job interviews because I had actual work experience to talk about, not just, oh, I learned this in school. It's like, I took what I learned in school and I applied it in this internship. So it also just shows that you have like a work ethic and you know how to actually work in a job versus just you know, taking the courses in school. So definitely take advantage of that, regardless if like a placement or internship hours are part of your program. I think it's something everybody should do and regardless of the industry as well. 
Yeah, like even in like I'm in film and there was not a huge film industry in Niagara where my school was. Right. I think it's yeah. growing now, but at the time there wasn't much, especially for someone with no experience. And mm-hmm. uh but like our school would have like film festivals where you'd have to be a student and then it was like free to enter and you could win a prize and I would enter literally every single film festival. And then when I mm-hmm. got my first job, that was what was on my portfolio was the films yeah. that I had made for that. And it's like, if I hadn't gone out for these film festivals or didn't make these friends who wanted to help me with my films, I wouldn't have then gotten my first job in the industry. Mm-hmm. And exactly. so it's like, even like little stuff that's silly or for fun can, mm-hmm. if it's related to your job, can be a huge help. Yeah. And I think too, even just like volunteer experiences, like, You could have even volunteered just to work at the film festival or my school would have fashion shows or something or Toronto Fashion Week was still alive and well at that time. So it was like (laughs) I could volunteer and it was, you know, just related experience to add to your resume or to put in your portfolio. And it is also a great way to meet people in that industry when, like you said, you're just starting out and you don't know anybody and you don't have experience yet. Yeah, It's kind of one of those things, like everybody always says, how am I supposed to get my first time job or sorry, first full time job without any experience? Like, Mm -hmm. no, hold on. I said that wrong. But like, basically, every job wants you to have all this experience behind you, even if it's your first job. And that doesn't seem fair. And it definitely isn't fair. But knowing that is like very common, then find ways to get that experience before you know, you're actually looking for a job and find ways to beef up your resume. So when you do graduate, you know, you have a lot kind of behind you to talk about in interviews and whatnot. Yeah. Even if like, say you're doing a project that's related to what you want to do, like put your energy and effort into it so that that project could be a portfolio piece. Yeah. Like 100%. Because you're paying and you're paying for your professor's critiques on it. Like you could be taking the time to do really good work that can help you in the long term also. Yeah, 100%. I think my last piece of advice, and we've already talked about this, but really it's just to be open-minded and to say yes to new experiences. Like college, university, it is all a transitional time. It is a time Mm -hmm. of a lot of firsts and you kind of discovering who you are or creating who you want to be and a fresh, clean slate in a way. So it's definitely what you put in is what you get out kind of thing. So if you want it to be a great experience, then go out of your way to try and make it a great experience. And for me, that was extremely scary, like we said. And I definitely was like homesick at first and like very scared. But a little mantra I've said to myself for years is I choose to be brave, not to have fear. And as soon as I say that, it's just brings awareness to why don't I want to do this or why am I not doing this? And often if it's just because I'm scared, that's not a good enough reason. You know, if my gut is telling me, Mm -hmm. no, like don't go to that party, it's not safe or something like obviously listen to it. But, and that's like a different 
scenario. But if it's just because it's outside of my comfort zone, I love having that little gut check and be like, girl, you can do this. Like this is what life is all about is to experience new things, to meet new people, Mm -hmm. to try new things. So get out there and be brave and just soak it all up. So that is my biggest piece of advice for you guys and take pictures and journal about it. Like I love Mm -hmm. looking back on all those experiences I had in college. Like I feel like every couple months I just like look through my old photos and whatnot and just like relive Mm -hmm. some of those moments and like obviously not all of them were great and clearly I don't remember all of them since I used to party so much in my first semester (laughs) but it was just like such a fun time that I love to look back on it and just reflect on how Mm. much I've changed and how much I've grown as a person. I like to look back on where it all started to get me to where I am now. So Mm. I highly, highly recommend like taking pictures and journaling about your experience because I think you too will love to look back on that someday. Mm-hmm. And obviously we know that we have a wide range of age people listening to this. That was so poorly said. Mm-hmm. Wide age range <laughs> of people listening. So not everybody is headed back to school. But I feel mm-hmm. like this time of year is just like such a good time to start something new or to try and learn something new to switch your life up in some way. One mm-hmm. of my favorite like things to think about is... Pinterest always says there's two new years. One is obviously in January, like when it's the actual new Mm -hmm. year, but the second new year is in September, like that back to school season and just like getting back to yourself after like a summer of fun or something like that. So if you're not going back to school, something we thought would be like fun just to mention is there's a lot of like online resources, especially now during COVID times for you to learn new things to sharpen your skills or to pick up new hobbies. So for me, one of those things is more on the lifestyle side than like employment skills and whatnot, but I've always wanted to learn about coffee and wine. So Mm. I just recently was like, then girl, you should learn about coffee and wine. Like (laughs) I thought it would be through like reading books, but one thing I learned through school and I never knew what to do with this information was that I learned best through listening. You know, those like Mm. learning style. Yeah. I'm the same. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't know what to do with this information, but now I'm like, that means you learn from like YouTube videos and like, Mm -hmm. you know, listening to somebody talk and podcasts. So for something that I want to learn about, for instance, in this case, coffee and wine, I'm like, sure, Mm -hmm. give me all the books. And yeah, maybe I'll read them. But it's way more likely I'll retain the information if I enroll in like an online course. So Mm -hmm. I saw online Skillshare is a great resource for a lot of like more technical skills, but also some lifestyle stuff. So they have, I think both a coffee and wine course that I'm going to enroll in Mm -hmm. in September. And you kind of just do it on your own leisure. They're all like, I think, pre-recorded sessions, um, but there are some sites where it's just like enrolling in like an online course as if you're still in college. So just wanted to put that in your guys' radar. Like if you miss school or you just want to like, you know, shake things up in some way, like this could be your sign to enroll in a course and it could be something fun, could be something practical you can add to your resume, but Hmm. check out Skillshare. Also, another one is masterclass. Like I feel everybody and their mother has a masterclass course out now. So that's a good one as well. They can be expensive, but if you think about it, like 
it's a good investment, like investing in yourself, investing in maybe creating new hobbies or adding skills to your resume. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's just such a fun thing. Even like YouTube, like I taught myself how to use Premiere Pro, the editing software, just as a hobby on YouTube. And now that's like my career that I use every single day. Like, so there's, if you have like the time and the interest in something, there's just like so many resources out there, even like TikToks, search up your hobbies on TikToks and you'll get like so many like cool, interesting things. Yeah. 100%. Like even like basics of investing, like your money. Yeah. Like there's so many like TikToks about that. There's so many YouTube videos about that. So that's yeah. something I definitely need to do because like, again, I've been reading books on it and I'm just not retaining the information, but right. so many yeah. free resources as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So thank you guys so much for listening. That is where we're going to leave today's episode. We put out a new podcast episode every Tuesday. And in the meantime, you can find us on social media at Our Golden Twenties. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook. We also drop playlists on Spotify. And we are on Patreon. That is the best way to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month. You get some exclusive content, resources, as well as access to all of our episodes early. That is about it. Wanted to just wish everyone a great first day back to school if you are headed back to school (laughs) after Labor Day. And if you are not, then I just hope you enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Labor Day is one of my favorite long weekends, so I feel like (laughs) I will be enjoying it to the fullest. But that is all for today, and we will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.